This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Well, we are loaded for bear today on the masculine journey we've got a studio full and we have sam on the phone again only you're back in north carolina you're not at the beach anymore no not a, not down at the beach not in florida you know how many people do you know go to florida and come back with a cold really really yeah oh boo-hoo <laughs> <laughs> well we're glad to have you because Wow, Andy, why don't you take us on a little bit of a journey on how we're getting to the, tonight's topic, which is the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger, yep. Okay, so um, probably six weeks ago, maybe two months, I was in Dallas for a training class, and I was getting ready to go to the class, and I was just listening to some Pandora on the way, and, you know, Desperado, the song from the Eagles, came on, and I'd always listened to it and kind of knew the chorus, but I hadn't really listened to the words that much, and it really just begin to just uh speak to me the words and you know i really began to get an appreciation for you know a lot of my life i had walked um you know kind of as a, a lone ranger christian i mean i was a christian and i knew had christian friends but nobody really knew me nobody was really connected the way i needed to be and the song really spoke to me in that way so um I know we're going to listen to the song, but that kind of was the inspiration of what I felt like was important. We've talked as a group a lot about the importance of community, but I wanted to take it from a different aspect of what we've seen from the benefits, but really just tell our story. Each one of us has a story of where we tried to walk it alone. So um, I just listen to the words. I think it speaks a lot to kind of where a lot of us were at one time. Your pain and your hunger, they're driving you home. Freedom, oh freedom, well that's just some people talking. Your prison is walking through this world all alone. I say, Andy, you know, your prison is walking through this world all alone that's pretty yeah. sad commentary there it is i think the song is probably more about somebody not having a significant other or whatever but you know i think it's where all of us are you can have a multitude of friends who talk about you can be have people all around you and still be the loneliest person in the world if people don't really know you know your story know um you know what your struggles were your wounds maybe and we'll talk about that a little bit later but there's just a depth that a lot of times we we get into a surface level of relationship and we don't go deeper and there's a lot i mean there's a lot of churches out there doing great things with ministries and stuff but i still don't think at times we get as allow each other to get as deep as what we need to be as men and way you know the way the early church did it the way jesus did it with his disciples i think it was just a different level of depth and Sam, you've spent a lot of time listening to this song um, just today. 
as you were sitting there all yeah. alone. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, it lifted me right up. Uh, <laughs> no, How's you know, this song, out of, I'm a huge Eagles fan. You guys are my friends. You know that. I've, I've seen the Eagles. Amen, brother. Three or four <laughs> times. Yeah, three or four times. And this has always been my favorite song from them. And I think it's because I've yet to ever hear it that I can remember that it doesn't, didn't prompt me to think deeper. You know, deeper about community, deeper about not hiding. You know, because the easiest thing for us as men to go do is isolate. And it takes an active determination to not isolate a lot of times. You know, and that song was always a great reminder to me of, hey, you need to step in and, and not allow yourself to isolate. Don't take that easy road. You know, take the one less traveled and, and, and go walk it with a group of people. The other thing I want to say about this song, you know, this, out of all the songs they've ever done, every concert I've seen of theirs, they close with this song. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a statement of it probably touches more people's hearts than any of the other songs that they've done over the years. You better let somebody love you. You know, I same here, Sam, and I've heard that song so many times, and I did something today that I've never done. I, I've always listened to the words of that song, but I never really looked at what it meant to be a desperado. You know, they did an album that kind of had a Western theme, and they had this song, and Don Henley, of course, takes any theme and expounds mm-hmm. upon it, which he did with this song. But it was a desperate or reckless person, especially a criminal, and in the Old West, you would have thought that that definitely. But then down under that, it said there's a Spanish term. The Spanish term for that word means a person with no hope. And I thought that is so strong because, you know, we were just talking about that. I was talking about it last week with Living Hope. So we're talking about a guy that's spending his time out there alone that's not in community. And how do you get to that place where you're a person with no hope? And I think a lot of times we find that and maybe found it in our own lives when we've had that those periods of isolation. And all of a sudden we're struggling to find yep. hope because we don't have any around us yep. at the time. Yep. Yeah, that part yeah, of Go ahead, sorry. Well, you know, for me, you know, Andy, you'd ask the question, how many of us have that's been our story? You know, the, the, the biggest thing with that isolation and that being a desperado and being out on your own is the enemy truly gets you to believe that you're the only one facing the mm-hmm. things you're facing. That no one else has the problems you have or no one else has battles the same sins you battle. You know, and that's where the hopelessness starts to come from. Absolutely. Because you feel like you have no outlet. Yeah. Yeah, and and exactly, and that's where that goes along. We think that that isolation with the shame or whatever is separating us from those brothers, but, you know, that whole thing, when are you going to let somebody love you, let somebody, I mean, you you picked up on it too, Dennis, and that wasn't on that clip, but it was, it's the end of the song, and that's pretty much it. When are you going to let somebody love you? And that's like what God was saying, and I've let these brothers love me, and that's where the hope came from. And that's when I was down there. I was like, I got to tell this story because that's the before and the after. What what the difference a community makes? Um, and you know, just to, on your point, I knew Sam loved the Eagles too when I heard this, and it just inspired me too. I was like, well, if nobody else likes the song, I know Sam will like this song, so I'll at least have some kind of. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> loves the Eagles. So. Now, now we're going to take a little bit of a twist here and go to a Band of Brothers clip. Because, you know, what we've experienced, what you may think when you get a bunch of Christian guys together, that, that you know, it, it's a 
picture of a million Bible studies you went to or different men's group meetings or retreats or whatever. But a Band of Brothers is a different kind of thing. And so we're going to play a little clip from the Band of Brothers. Well cut, by the way. Uh, we could even say it was castrated by our, our producer. <laughs> let, let me add one thing before you play it, please. One of the parts of that song talking about letting somebody love you. I've got a gal that's been loving me now. We've been married for 55 years. I have no lack of love from a woman. But just as she can't understand what it's like to be a man, I can't understand what it's like to be a woman. And being a part of this group has been a difference maker for me. Uh, I'm not trying to shortcut my sweetheart in any sense, but there is a difference in a band of brothers regardless of whether you're alone or if you've been together with someone for 55 years. Now play the clip. <laughs> oh, no time. Uh, one of the things that hit me with that is the difference between being alone and being lonely. And I, like you, and you've stole my thunder because I've only been married 46 years, but I've never lived alone. I grew up in a family of well, five kids, seven of us, because my parents were together forever. I, From there, I went to barracks, and that's definitely not living alone. And from the barracks, I went straight into marriage and have been married ever since. But there have been so many, even years of loneliness during that time of not being alone because I didn't have anybody, including my wife, you pointed out that I shared with intimately. And God was always part of my life, but he was never an important part of my life until my 40s. And since then, I've never felt lonely, but sometimes we are alone. Yeah, and that it's the stuff of a bunch of songs. I mean, obviously, when you think of all the poetry that's been written, over the years, you know, for Harold and me, back from the 40s and 50s and 60s, you know, we, we think I knew of, you had to get in an old <laughs> joke at some point. That, you know, I am a rock, I am I, you know, any great poet, if you go and look at their poetry, they, they are experiencing this orphan spirit to some extent and how they're expressing mm -hmm. what it is that they're talking about. And, of course, you know, I think of Paul Simon and I am a mm -hmm. rock, I, mm -hmm. you know, or if you're the Beach Boys, you know, in my room, mm -hmm. you know, that, that song and these were huge hits because, and I'm sure, Dennis, you know of lots. Well, that one particular song, you know, and this happens in family situations as well, because of the abuse in their family, the only place that Brian Wilson found solace at that time was in his room, which was a music room, a garage converted into a music room. And when you think about that and you think that he, you know, what Jim was talking about, he never felt that presence of god that would keep until later mm -hmm. understand he has come to know the lord but it, it never came until later so he felt alone a lot of times in that situation in yeah. his room <laughs> and the only thing that uh did anything for him was his music yeah well they say you know music is the language of the soul i've you know i ran onto that quote and then Heard it before, looked it up again today, but, you know, it really does speak a lot to it. You know, these are examples of people that are out there trying to do things by themselves alone in the loneliness that they feel. And, you know, it's just going to come out easier in song. That's why we're probably, we're heavy on the music on today's clips because there's a lot of that, you know, loneliness out there in song, even more so than you probably see in movies. So, 
Yeah, and you think of the popularity, Dennis, of the Beatles, say. <clears throat> and the reason they split up is because they were Lone Rangers. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That, you know, Paul didn't think John would like this song, so he didn't bring John in to help him with this particular one. And the next thing you know, they drifted apart. And they weren't able to bring it back together as a team, which, you know, I had a chance to see um, with DC Talk come together hmm. not long ago and the guys that had had the same thing happen as Lone Rangers and then come back and be able to actually celebrate each other's gifts yeah. and talents. It's an amazing thing to see. Yeah, and you find yourself for a lot of reasons in isolation and then that's when the alcohol and the drugs and things like that kick in as well sometimes because you're trying to deal with that in a different way. Well, we've got so much more Lone Ranger. And in fact, we might even hear from the Lone Ranger himself in any second now. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register for the upcoming boot camp, November 7th through the 10th. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought it was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend. Coming November 7th through the 10th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register today. Oh, man, who couldn't? That, that doesn't make your heart pump. You're just not a child of the 50s, are you? <laughs> Do you feel uh, that way, Jim? Well, there are two pieces of music that I cannot drive slow to. <laughs> One of them's the William Tell Overture, and the other is Born to be Wild. And so if you're around me when those are on the radio, oh, I get out of the way. I thought about the Born to be Wild. I can't drive 55. <laughs> <laughs> I can, but it's briefly on my way to 75. Okay, so now we are going to take a turn and and listen to another kind of Band of Brothers, which you may think when you're listening to this, oh, that isn't what a Band of Brothers does. But this clip, Andy, set it up. It's it's actually from the movie Band of Brothers. It, it is. Um, it's on the, uh, I think, episode seven where they're in the Ardennes Forest and it's Battle of the Bulge. And they're just kind of, they've got replacements coming in because they were constantly losing, I can't remember, what is it, the 506th uh, Airborne? They were constantly losing people. And they had a replacement came in, and they were kind of going through their wounds. And that's kind of what, you know, I think we experience uh, as in a band of brothers is understanding enough about our story to hear about the wounds and the things that men are going through. So just go to the clip. Joe Toy had been at the aid station for three days. And everybody was glad to have him back, especially Bill Garnier. 
Hey, Joe. Hey, Good to see you, pal. You too. Had to make sure you were on top of things. Mm, on top of things? Tied me on boots once last week. <laughs> All by myself. <laughs> hey, fellas. Look who I found. Hey, Joe Toy. Hey, Rick, back how from are you? How are you, Joe? Yeah, doing pretty good. Escaped from the aid station. Where'd you get hit? What's that? Huh, it's web. Placement. Really? Thought it was some guy I've known for two years and I forgot his face. <laughs> Joe got hit in the arm. New Year's Eve gift from the Luftwaffe. A lot of you guys been injured? It's called wounded, Peanut. Injured's when you fall out of a tree or something. <laughs> Don't worry. There's enough crap flying around here, you're bound to get dinged sometime. Almost every single one of these guys has been hit at least once. Except for Ali, he's a two-timer. He landed on broken glass in Normandy and got peppered by a potato masher in Holland. You'll find out, son. A bull? He got a piece of exploding tank in Holland. And George Luz here has never been hit. Takes one and no one, Skip. Eh, consider us blessed. Now, Lee got a skinny little guy. He got pink to the neck in Holland. And right next to him, that other skinny little guy, that's Popeye. He got shot in his scrawny little butt in Normandy. <laughs> and, uh... Buck got shot in his rather large butt in Holland. Huh. Yeah, kind of an easy company tradition getting shot. <laughs> hey, even First Sergeant Lipton over there. He got a couple pieces of a tank shell burst at Carentan. One chunk in the face, another chunk almost took out his... <laughs> water, Doing fine, Bill. Nicey to ask. Uh, so, Sam, I'm going to let you comment on that because you know the first one of the band of brothers meetings i came to you know it was like that and i'm like what in the world yeah i think what what people don't see or understand about the importance of you know as god begins to open these things up at your heart you know which often happens at a boot camp it's not always at a boot camp you know, it could be in counseling, could be in lots of different things. It could be through a song, could be through a movie clip. But to come in and share those with your brothers, that you know, God's prompting you with something, and there's a wounded area there that he's really after. You know, part of that whole desperado being out on their own that we talked about a minute ago is that, that guy's probably going to be a poser and wear a mask, and if he gets any love, the mask is going to get it. You know, and for us to be in there and to be in a room and to be authentic with one another and to step out and trust just the way the healing kind of just goes full circle. You know, Robbie, you'll deal with something and Andy may get some healing out of your story and I may get healing out of his story and so forth. And, you know, and the way God uses that to just kind of help us all grow and get stronger and get better. Yeah. Because as it turns out, <clears throat> so many of our wounds are self-inflicted. <laughs> Yeah, we're good at that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I can't help but think in my own story of, yeah, your battle you were talking about at one point in time in within, you know, a personal story with your parents led to me going deep on my struggle with pornography. And, you know, the healing came as like just like what you just talked about. But in both cases, our words were completely self-inflicted. Yeah. But Jesus wants to heal those two, and taking off that mask is a significant, you know, issue if you're going to let somebody love you, right, Jim? Yeah. One of the things yeah. about that clip that gets me, and and guys that have been in combat will understand it, but these guys were in it together, and they were a band of brothers, 
and they were getting wounded. And they, I, I feel like I think George was his name or the commander of the squadron. I don't feel like I've been wounded compared to my brothers here. But we all have different ones, and they all need healing. They all need God. And if we're not willing to share that with other men, we are. I don't like call it the Lone Ranger because that was said earlier. He had Tonto. But for me, it's more of a Rambo. And Rambos go down quick. I don't care how tough you are. If you're out there by yourself, you're in trouble. Unless so, you got a bow with bombs that shoot, you know. Yeah. That's and, <laughs> <laughs> there are no Rambos in combat for long. It's sort of like being a bold pilot or an old pilot. You can't be both. So, Harold, for you, this, this spoke to another song. Oh, yeah. Against the Wind is uh, one of my favorite songs, and there are some lines in there that uh, at one point in time used to bring me to tears. Uh, but yeah, beautiful, beautiful thoughts. And the years roll slowly past, and I found myself alone, surrounded by strangers I thought were my friends. Find myself further and further from my home And I guess I lost my way There were so many roads I was living to run and running to live Never worried about pain or even how much I was So Dennis, you, you know something about that song Being that your love of music Before Hell gives us his thoughts on the words Which I think are fantastic but there's a lot of personality, Bob Seeger's own life right in there. Yeah, I think he was talking about it. And it oftentimes happens with musicians that become, they can go out on the road and have relationships and all this stuff going on. And then one day they wake up and realize they're running against the wind, that they're really all alone, that the, all the people they thought were their friends really weren't. And uh, then where you go from there? I mean, I've had that experience in my own life where I thought that people were friends of mine and you think you have community, but then you wake up one morning and realize really when the rubber hits the road and when it came to uh, having true friends that you're all alone, really. And and then you, and I think part of that is the, the lack of authenticity. And that happens so much in our in our community. Unless you can be real and and peel off all the layers and get and pull those masks down that it doesn't work and i think that's one of the great things about our band of brothers one of the great things about being in community is that you get to a point where you have really nothing to hide so so there's no need to have to be alone and to hide anything because we kind of all know it whether you're talking about your struggle with pornography i'm talking about the struggle i have with alcohol and and my desire to be isolated and alone and, and and people as popular as Bob Seger can go down that same road. Harold? Yeah, the the thing that strikes me about that is the, the part where it's surrounded by strangers that I thought were my friends. And that's one of the great things about our group that I think means so much to each of us is that we're not strangers. We We know that we are friends and that we are there for one another, that we can be counted on that uh, when, the, when the rubber hits the road, as you said, that we're going to be there to, to help in whatever way we can. And that's one of the 
big advantages of, of being a part of a close-knit group. I wouldn't trade anything for it. And, and Sam, part of that is a shared mission, right? Yeah, when a, you think of these guys from the, the movie or the series Band of Brothers, in that particular case, without the shared mission, they probably would have never been friends. You know, they're from different parts of the country. They're from different, you know, all these other social structures, all these different things that could be different about that group is different. You know, and, and we're all from you know, this general area now, but our stories are all different. How we got here are all different. But what brought us together is a shared mission. And what God uses that shared mission for is, yeah, the, the ministry work that's done there, but the deeper work underneath as we take off the mask, as we are authentic and share things with one another, you know, and go through the pain that community sometimes is to get to the fruit on the other side. Andy? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, first thing is you, you got talked earlier about the shared stories and what the struggles others had, whether it's uh, breaking through and getting free from a, a sin or it's just encouragement on how to handle a situation where you're getting wisdom from another brother. I've experienced that in the community, and it's it's awesome. I think it's essential. I can't see myself living outside of that any, you know, the rest of my life. It may not be in this core group, but I understand the importance of the community. I mean, I have no intention going there, but you know, it's like the early disciples. They came together, they had a mission, they worked together, and then, you know, Jesus left them. And then if you look at what happened to them, they all went to the four corners of the earth, you know, to take that mission. But you know that they had community wherever they went because they had learned how to be in a community. But community is essential. God put that in my heart in in uh, Dallas just to see what a blessing that I had, where I had came from, that he had grown me in so much during that time. But these brothers had, had come along by my side, and I've learned from each and every one of them. And it's just um, – it's, yeah, it's essential. You, you well, another, key, another key part of that song is against the wind. You know, I used to do a lot of jogging when I was a younger guy, and it's amazing that you can go out running, and when the wind's at your back, you just sail along. But when you turn to return, wow, it is a struggle, <laughs> and that's a part of what we're facing. If you're running against the wind, you got to fight it by yourself. But you do have to fight to have a band of brothers. I'm blessed with probably a dozen guys I feel I can call on any time for anything. But more than half of them are in this ministry. And you got to fight for it. And part of what you got to fight for is coming to a boot camp to begin to understand the message. So we got one coming up November 7th through the 10th for MasculineJourneyRadio.org. MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Thank you for listening. And boy, we'd love to have you back next week. Listen to the podcast.